friends. This is Unfathomable Grace, a holiday edition. It's a great joy that I get to share something from God's Word to you, and let's focus on something that is a very famous passage of Scripture. It's also a very famous song. And the Hallelujah Chorus, it's part of, part, it's, it's one of my favorite parts where they start singing, For unto us a child is born. I think I'll stop. I always wanted to be a famous singer, but this isn't the time, is it? Now that's found in Isaiah chapter 9. Those famous words. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. The government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. Everybody longs for peace. It's why we sing about it. Not only in Handel's Messiah, but we sing about it with Hark the Angels, Herald Angels Sing, Peace on Earth, Goodwill to Men, we say. We ask that the Lord might allow the silent night and the holy night to end with the child sleeping in heavenly peace. Almost all of the Christmas carols talk about peace because it's a universal longing. Everybody wants peace with God, whoever that is. Now, I think I know who God is because I read his holy scriptures, but everybody has a God, a, a divine figure of some sort, and they don't all agree about it, but what the different cults and clans and religions do agree about is that we better be at peace with that creator, sustainer, and judge. And so people engage in all kinds of things to make sure they're okay with God. They go on holy pilgrimages. They commit holy jihad. They burn holy candles. They go to holy places. They give money to holy institutions. They abstain from marriage. They abstain from eating. They go to church once a day, once a week. Maybe just on Christmas and New Year's, they engage in sacraments. All kind of different things. Some people go to reading rooms. Some people wear holy underwear. Some people go on two-year mission trips. All trying to make sure that, that God is, is not angry. That maybe they can get God to wink at their sin. Maybe they can get God to smile and applaud and even appreciate their goodness. Maybe God will not strike them dead, and maybe when they do find themselves dead, they, they will see the light at the end of the tunnel and find it not to be the burning fires of hell. They hope that when they get there across the Jordan, they might find Peter and the disciples, and that Judas will be nowhere close to being found. So everybody wonders, am I okay with God? Can I have peace with God? Everybody wants peace with themselves. Yeah, they walk around uh, or, or pose on the internet as if they're John Wayne. All the confidence in the world, comfortable in their own skin, not needing anything from anyone. I am a rock. I am an island. But on the inside, they tremble. They're always looking around wondering what other people think always fighting for 
that peace of soul that, that, that they just seem to be missing and maybe they can fill the void with something. Some people are, are lacking peace because of sin in the past. They've greatly harmed someone. They've squandered life. They've ruined reputations. Some people struggle because of the sin that's in the present time. If anyone knew what last week was like, what they had done, and if anyone could read their minds, they would question whether or not this person's even a believer. We know what God expects. We know what God deserves. We know how far short we are falling. And so we're, we're, we're struggling with guilt and shame. Yeah, everybody wants peace with God and peace with self, but they can't find satisfaction, though they try, though they try. We want peace with our families, peace with our children, peace with our parents, peace with our spouse. We want peace at the office. We want peace in the neighborhood. We want peace when we drive down the road. So would you please, you slow drivers, get out of the left lane and, and get over in the right lane where you belong. We want peace in our government, peace in our nation, peace across the world. We long for it. But it's going, going gone yeah we sing about it we pray for it we even have this season of holiday cheer where we kind of practice it more than we used to but it's fleeting is there hope well in the scriptures we see this text that God is the one who made promises he was getting ready to judge Judah in Isaiah 9 it was going to be a day of anguish, but it was not going to be a day of eternal gloom. For out of Galilee, there was coming one, a son, a child who would be born. And this son, this child would be the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And Jesus judged Judah and Jesus delivered on his promise of bringing forth a child Jesus Christ is the one who grants us peace with God by his earning our righteousness and paying our debt anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved and be at rest with God no more striving to have to get his applause every single day because we're dressed in the appropriate righteousness of Jesus. He looks at us and gives us the applause we deserve saying, my son and my daughter in you, I am well pleased. And then that same God who grants us peace with him allows us to start having peace within ourselves. As we recognize that we're the adopted children of the father that he gloats over us, that he dances over us, that he rejoices over us, and that he will never let us go. We can have peace with God, peace with ourselves, and then becomes the beautiful work of progressive sanctification as he starts allowing his family DNA to start showing up in our lives. And the Holy Spirit who fruits with peace allows us to start being the peaceful ones with our family. 
in the neighborhood, at the office, and even driving down the road. And you put a couple of those Christians together and watch how they start keeping the peace as they start outdoing one another in love, racing to the bottom, having a stoops of humiliation after the model of Christ, as they start confessing their sins and granting repentance, granting forgiveness. You put those people together in a family, and the family starts changing and enjoying peace. The church should be the place where this is most prevalent as people walk in peace and not in strife with one another as they are gentle. And then maybe that even happens in a neighborhood in the world where more and more people go from being children of the devil to being children of the Heavenly Father. See in this text that the story is not yet over. Jesus Christ reigns. He is king. And it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Yes, it's slow in coming, but it is coming. International, world, global, universal peace is on the horizon. God will flex his mighty arm. The angels will blow their trumpets. Jesus will come. Satan will be defeated. All sin and death and will be thrown into hell, and that hell will be thrown into the lake of fire, never to be messed with any longer. The lion will then lay down with the lamb. People will put down their arms. And what a great worshiping family we will be as we enjoy the new heavens and the new earth. Friends, it's coming, but it hasn't come yet. Why? God would have us sing more about the Prince of Peace. He would have us tell people about the Prince of Peace. So this is the holiday season when everyone, Christian and non-Christian alike, seems to be singing our songs. Let's use this time to help them understand what they're saying, what they're singing, and introduce them to the one who grants peace and rest, shalom, to their souls. We can have peace with God. We can have peace with self. We can have peaceful families, peaceful churches, peaceful peaceful work environments, peaceful neighborhoods, and we will have a peaceful world one day all through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, the King of Kings, our wonderful Counselor, our Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas. 